0: You're listening to the iRacers Lounge
1: podcast where we discuss everything iRacing
0: in a casual setting. Enjoy.
1: Welcome to the iRacers Lounge. I'm your host, Mike Ellis. iRacers Lounge is the podcast for the iRacer where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me are the usual characters, Chewy Side 55, Carlos Fonseca, and Brad Miller. Hey. How's it going? Pretty good. Let's uh, jump right into it. Uh, Texas, NIS. What would you guys think? Uh, Kind of a
2: mixed bag for the team this week, huh? Yeah, well, it started out with, uh, what, one tire model and went to
3: another? Am I right?
2: More of
0: an adjustment to something?
2: Yeah. But either way. I, I had a uh, a uh, 28th in, in the fixed, uh, got wrecked a lot. And I uh, got a 12th in the open. Uh, Sunday morning I was running fifth with four laps to go and second and third wreck and took me with them. So finished
1: 17th in that one. So uh, opportunities lost. There's nowhere to go here, you know, and the track blocks up. It's just like, it, there's nothing you can do.
2: Yeah, well, I was getting ready to make a move on on uh, fourth place. He was pushing up out of two. Had followed him for a few laps there. And, uh, you know, when you're running wide open, you're going to come out right at the wall. And when they start wrecking just right in front of you almost, you're... you're slamming on the brakes.
1: You're just going to go more toward the wall anyway. So you, you you were committed. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. The same thing happened to me. Uh, I'll tell you about my result real quick, but basically lap one, turn two, the guy up ahead of me got loose and he started, you could see him, you know, sideways and he was going to spin down to the bottom. And I let off that gas just a little bit, but like you said, I was committed and as soon as i just barely got off that gas the, my car came around and of course uh jonathan dickert was right behind me to finish me off there uh you know he had nowhere to go but uh anyway it was a rough race that first uh that first event cuz i got wrecked out in lap 1 it was horrible yeah that 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 was that, i
2: think probably one of the biggest problems was to have a fast race car, you were, you were on the edge. And like you said, when, when you let up and started, uh, spinning, if the guy behind you hits the brakes, then he's in worse shape than you are. Cause you're, you're just about out of control coming off a two, but if nothing happens and you can stay on the gas and whatnot, you're,
1: you're hauling butt through there. Yep. Yep. Did you see uh, any wrecks, like were they in the front where they go down the grass and then they come up real hard into one?
2: No, no. We had one guy that that spun down through the grass and stopped on the track uh, to bring out the caution so that he could catch back up. People were complaining about that. I was in one race where I think Carlos was in there and uh, my goodness, I don't know what happened. It was behind me, but I mean, they just raised cane at each other for 60 laps, probably. I mean, just going on and on, and everybody's like, shut up. Oh, that race? Yeah. You'll remember it when I tell you about it.
1: So, some pretty angry people while we're still trying to hold an event?
2: Right. Right. And it was like, look, go to your own channel and... and Tell each other what you think of them, but get out of here.
1: Yeah. 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 I've been in the races like that. So Carlos, your best finish was eight. That's pretty good. Top 10, huh?
3: Yeah. Just green flag rounds and bad,
0: bad strategies. We'll put me back a little bit further. But I was the last car on the lead lap. That's how many cars got lapped all the way up to eighth place. A uh, car, though, was, uh, I don't I don't know what to think about it. I mean, I didn't make a change at all the entire race.
1: Which is odd. We were talking about that. Usually, you're doing, always trying something.
0: Yeah, my, it's like from the first pit stop. I'm changing something to get it right, and this one was. Right from the start, but I probably should have made an adjustment there on the last stop just because it's finally started to go away, and it was too late again, but I had to run forty seven laps to the end, and I don't know, I guess a decent result for a random setup that I somehow threw together. I don't know where
1: yeah, we'll be talking about that a bit later, where yep. they made a change to the a car, which requires a bunch of major setup changes and so yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, it was a good job too, Carlos, on the setup changes too. I mean, this car that we ran was, was good. Yeah, our teammate uh, Matt Boley, he had another set of good runs. Uh fifth and open, sixth and fixed. And he said about the open finish, the car was really good on the long run, but he struggled on the short runs. Luckily we got a long run to the finish in that race.
0: Yeah, it was the thing about I said it really wasn't great on short
3: runs. And at least that was before the little change. Seemed to be more consistent afterwards. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah,
0: well, this is what I ran. I tested it after the changes, and I was able. Actually, everything seemed to flip. I was able to put down my quickest laps early, and kind of just maintain the rest.
2: Well, you know my driving style was take it easy from the start. And normally, after we go green ten laps in, and I was able to get my nose under people coming off too, if I wanted to, and be around them three quarters of the way around them before we got to turn three and nine times out of ten they'd just back off that's where our, our setup I think to me really shined
0: yeah that's pretty much where everything would happen you could keep it down there while others couldn't right except that long run we got I was actually moving around looking for grip but three and four are literally on the line and able to stay down there the entire run one and two, I was actually venturing next to the wall and then coming back down and getting huge runs on people, but it just wasn't enough to pass.
2: Yeah, I, I was spotting for you that race because I ended up getting wrecked, but oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you could, but it you would lose some when you went high and then you would gain it all back and be yeah. like right on their bumper, but you weren't. You weren't coming off enough to, like, be beside of them and middle way down the back stretch or anything.
0: Either way, I could always only get to their bumper. I couldn't do anything after that. Right. Till they eventually started sliding up and then just pass them on the bottom.
1: It really was follow the leader a lot, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, kind of.
1: I, I mean, I, like, I didn't see people coming through the field or, going, you know, falling back through the field. It's like track position was very important and you pretty much run where you were, you know?
0: And me, I think I started 16th. Went up to 5th place, I think, in that first 30-lap run we had. Fell back to 15th again and back up to 6th, and I just kept doing that until I made a really bad hit stop and fell back to, like, 17th, and that's what kind of kept me from getting to the top 5 again.
2: Well, it was fun watching because y'all went, what, almost the last 100 laps green?
3: Oh, yeah, we went.
2: And How long was the race? 167.
3: So, that's yeah, pretty much the last 130 laps went green. I think our last caution was, what, lap 37, lap 40?
2: Yeah, maybe that was it.
1: Yeah, it was a
0: long run actually got in two to three green flag bit stumps.
2: Yeah, well, I think you did your first one, your first green one with about 100 to go, and that's where we decided you were going to try to stretch it out, and or you, you, you pitted maybe with 90 to go or something like that.
0: Yeah, I didn't plan that one through. I should have waited like five more laps, and I probably would have finished sixth. I mean, so, it was literally out of tire there at the end.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: So we got—we always used each other to try to figure out strategy, like when to pit and stuff. And I guess, yeah, we just blew that one, huh? Yeah. I don't know that we
2: blew it, really. Because I don't know that he would have finished much better if he'd have did the three stops instead of the two.
0: Well, the two would have worked. I just needed to pit it later on that first stop. Because I still had plenty of fuel in the car. I just should have... We did like two to three laps longer, and I probably would have lost in that spot, but I would have gained it back eventually. Because just the car became so loose there
3: at the end, because the tires were worn. To the point where I was almost wrecking on the front stretch.
0: We'll say this, though, we had a photo finish for the win, though. That was the two leaders.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a that was really exciting finish if you watched the players. Was.
0: I saw it from my relative, and I saw the name, and I was like, oh, who won it? And I see the winner's name pop up at the P1, and he was running second on that last lap, and he finally passed him out the line by a bumper.
2: Yeah, the guy that was leading lost it coming off of four. Well, he, he got loose. Yeah, he got and, loose, and, and that killed his momentum. Run. yeah. But that's cool, I mean, they were going for it i mean it was it was really cool to watch, yep
1: so that puts uh, Matt bulley up to third in the standings jose teammate jose Pabon he's up to twenty fifth in the standings with a, a eighth finish in the open, so Jose's continuing to perform got fourteenth in the fixed. Brian Reeves got 27th in fixed, no result in the open. Tough week for Brian. And Tyler Conroy got a seventh in fixed and continues his streak. Uh, a recent winner.
2: Yeah, he's doing good in di- Division Two. Both him and Matt and Jose are doing good in Division Two. Yep. Brad,
1: uh, Carlos,
3: you're 22nd in division one, Brad 42nd. Not bad. Yeah, but I think to get to the front page, I don't know that I can do that. I don't know if so, Bristol's coming up. Yeah. Yeah, do we? That's I wrote
1: we some uh, notes here about my, one of my, ra- my final race, uh, Thursday open, uh, the thursday open i ended up in top split somehow Uh, of course matt busa won the race i did miss some big wrecks and had a good run until about halfway actually where they wrecked in front of me and i had nowhere to go Uh, p20 so i ended up uh, 20th and 15th uh, on the week and uh, another bad week for me uh John Hammer and and those guys over at the NASCAR iRacing page uh, put out the stats on Texas. They had 981 is how many racers we had for fixed and 625 in the open.
3: And uh, most laps completed, Daniel Smallwood, 668. So, if you divide that by 167, how many races is that? Well, I don't know all of them. Like four, right? At least. Yeah, probably. Okay. I think Let's jump the into the next story. I'll say, I think he's the one to finish ahead of me. A small wood. Right. Yeah. Okay. Today's a story out of the forums.
1: Uh, somebody called foul. They said there's an apparent garage exploit, uh, glitch as they called it in the latest build. And, uh, a certain driver said a very small handful of drivers have found an extreme amount of speed. And this happened last Wednesday night in the open at Texas, uh, in the top split and every single one of them was from a particular uh, peak antifreeze series team and uh, those six drivers were the only six drivers on the lead lap and they were the top six in qualifying as well and their uh, speeds were roughly two to three tenths a lap average faster than the majority of the field and apparently all the big dogs went to work and after that race and tried to find what did these guys find that we don't know about and a lot of people um, (laughs) ran the midnight oil so to speak to try to figure it out and couldn't and then apparently what happened was yeah somebody figured it out and it and they described it as a bizarre change that you would never actually try because it defies physics or something along those lines So anyway, it was quite a story on the forums, uh, nine pages so far, uh, about it. And a lot of people calling people out, um, a lot of people, you know, claiming, uh, you know, something's uh, amiss here. And what happened was at some point I racing came out and said, look, or, or what they did is they, they redid the basic or the fixed setups and they deployed those when was that carlos like tuesday or monday before this what? when iRacing changed these setups it was the same thing they thursday. Thursday. wait what no we're talking about the camber thing oh okay yeah, yeah the camber
0: thing was thursday
1: right so anyway they put out fit uh brand new fixed setups and then people looked at those and they saw that the cambers were way different than what we normally would do. And that turned out to be the, quote, special change that they that one team found that got them the extra two to three tenths. And so uh, other people on the forums published it, like, publicly what the change, change is. And it said it was up three and a half on the left rear camber and down three and a half on the right rear camber. And uh, so
3: that was the magic setting, so to speak.
1: So, yeah, what do you guys think? Uh, And Carlos, how did we react? You had to rebuild a setup because of all this stuff, right?
3: Only had to change like three things. Right. really what it messed with was the toe. Cambers obviously had to change them to what they were telling you to The
0: toes were a little out of whack after that.
1: So you had to readjust the toe after you mm-hmm. did the camber. Yeah.
0: The setup we ran Wednesday, though. That was just a completely done from a 2015 Atlanta set that I had laying around. Threw everything at it to get it to work, and it finally, that's where we ended up running.
1: And then you had to make these changes, though, in going into Thursday, right? Yeah,
0: because I reloaded the set, and it failed right when I got on the seam and I didn't see that release notes of what they you know, the patch that they threw in there to fix the problem. Or a little update that they had. I didn't see that, so I get in the garage or like, what the hell happened to my set? Why is it not passing inspection? Did I just get away with something yesterday?
1: Well that happened to everybody. And so everybody sets failed going from yeah. one day to the next and and it was because of these changes. And I understand that these changes are to get us more in line to what real NASCAR's doing in twenty seventeen right now. And It actually is a legitimate setup change, you know, that actually works in real life. So, uh, the people that were crying, you know, exploit this and that, they actually were mistaken. You know, it wasn't that way. This sounds like a team worked really hard and they figured it out and they took advantage in a particular race because of it. And it all seems fair and square to me. Yeah. Well, when you know the
2: facts afterwards, but you can see where they were coming from. If it's one team, and i mean there there are times that we know our car is not a winning car but we have a good car and you just go out there and get your high end beat uh it makes you
1: think so i hope i got the whole story right here because the timing like this thread started on the wednesday and then like it's like iRacing reacted to it or the i think or maybe it was coincidental that the patch came out with the setup changes, you know, literally on Thursday. So, and then everyone had to redo their set. You think they were kind of just pushing
3: us along in the right direction?
1: I don't know. Uh, One one, uh, particular quote I'm going to read out of the long thread here is from none other than Ray Alfala, who happened to be one of the six in, in question on that particular team. And he actually won that race Wednesday night. So, uh, one of Ray's comments was <clears throat> seriously though, this is the biggest suspension change. This car has seen in years. Is anybody really surprised that the field is more spread out before this build, the series was close to running a fixed setup with people changing teams every seven seconds and taking information with them. Now for the first time in a long time, the series has a large disparity in setups again. I'm sure it won't last for long.
3: And he has a good point. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, you know, some of the other comments, I'm going to read a co- uh, a sampling of what of what some of these nine pages read. But uh, Chris Jackson uh, stated, as an outsider looking in, I'm curious how you end up with a race results like this. I don't know that I've ever heard of the top six qualifiers finish top six while lapping the field. So they also lapped the field.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean... Going back kinda of to Ray's thing, it, it you don't want that really. That isn't good racing. I mean, who wants to go race when you know you're gonna get your ass whipped before you even hit the track? Right. You wanna take it on as a challenge, but not sit there and go, Well, I don't even know why I'm doing this. You don't wanna do you don't wanna be be in that position.
1: Well, you know, the bottom line is everybody got their ass whipped that night. And then they started crying foul and there wasn't a foul. It was just good racing.
2: I mean, you know, we've raced against Ray. We've raced against Busa. I know where I'm finishing in that race, not ahead of him usually, but that's just because I think he's a better driver, not because he has some kind of flip thing on his car and he's just whipping the field because it's usually not like that, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's drivers that I know
1: I won't beat, usually. Yeah, that's not because of some trick setup. Right. So the one of the funniest posts post in the thread is from another, none other than Jake Sturgios. Sturgis, sorry, Jake, and he just put up a picture of uh, none other than Kyle Busch uh, behind his motorhome. Uh, facing in the press and all their microphones with the quote, Ray Alfala saying, everything is great.
0: (laughs) Then after the uh, Lugano incident.
1: or remember Kyle was just like, the only thing he would tell the reporters, everything is great. Everything is great. That's the only thing he would say over and over. And so it's just like, uh, you know, it, it was kudos to Ray and his team. That's what I'm trying to say. And, uh, uh, and I I also think that we deserve to, you know, tip our glass to Ray and his team because uh, it was amazing what they did that night. And they did it just using the, the setup and the way the sim is designed. There was not, no exploit. They changed a couple settings on the setup, and and they had great cars, you know.
0: I mean, just throwing those cambers at your car is not going to make it get magically better. You got to adjust everything else to it, but, yeah,
2: helps. Yeah, and how did somebody come up with that? Yeah, I really, what do they can, do you know to sit know? there? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, out of all the stuff that you would think of, okay, what can I do to make this car faster?
0: Well, oh, I got it. I'll max out the cambers.
2: Yeah, that would be like maybe the last thing in the world you would try.
0: Especially on the rear.
2: Well, that's the what some people were
1: saying. They were saying, you know, somebody's just playing magic buttons, you know, monkey buttons. Like if you put a monkey in front of a typewriter and he'll write, you know a novel, but it's a, you know, you're just pushing buttons and seeing what happens, you know, is that kind of what they're doing?
0: Well, it's really no different than when people were using the left rear spring, you know, to get speed previously. At least I'm say in the thumb pros were getting their fast cars. They would put their left rear spring really low.
3: Like only like 70 pounds. Oh,
2: wow.
1: So it turned out later on uh, Thursday, or even maybe it was Friday, Ryan Michael Luzo was the one who actually posted up what the setting was and, and whatnot after he, he and his people figured it out. So I think it's yeah. cool to make it public, you know, uh, why not?
0: No, they had that, uh, that guy had chat on Facebook me between me, and Matt Buso, and them guys. And they were talking about this, saying something about running a twenty-seven-eight on that four but they weren't specifying whether it was open or not. And then he I went to see this thread, and that's what he was talking about. So those are
3: pretty fast lap times. Yep. Yeah, okay. I saw some things where people were pretty
2: mad that, that somebody went public with it.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's both sides of the coin, you know? Well, what's it matter, though?
2: I mean, if if we go into a practice session and some guy says, hey, I don't have a setup, will you send me one? What's the difference? Right. He just went more public than just a room, but you see what I'm saying.
1: Well, uh, they race again tonight, and maybe I'm going to watch just to see what happens. (laughs) All right, Brad, what's next?
2: I have no clue.
1: Release notes. All right. Um, and that's what this all came down to. It's Season 2, Patch 3.
2: Uh, let's see here. They they did a lot of release notes. It was like almost every car had
1: something. Um, no. I think the big one I saw was The A-car, you know, the the spindles need to be adjusted a bit. Um, Or no, it wasn't the A-car. It was, uh, yeah, it was the A-car. The spindles need to be adjusted a bit. There was a slight pull to the right in the previous build under braking that should have not been there.
2: Yeah, and that went across the Chevy, the Ford, and the Toyota. And uh, it, it doesn't seem to have done it to the Xfinity cars, though was just a
1: yep and they put the um uh the setups have been updated that's the one that we've been talking about all the more all the whole day so far uh so they've updated all the setups on a lot of these
3: cars yeah really nothing huge But they did do a lot of changes.
1: Yep. And uh, one thing that, you know, Steve Reese had pointed out about this is... Here's what he says. The fact is, during testing, we will never find everything that you guys will. We tried our best to eliminate some blatant exploits with this build, and I'm sure you guys will find some new ones over time. Our goal is to provide a realistic vehicle model that responds as it should and stays reasonably close to its real-life counterpart. So he's referring to the setup changes in the car that caused this whole commotion with Ray and his team and so forth. And uh, they changed the setup to, you know, matched its real life counterpart and that's really what happened. So that was the cause of this whole thing. And, uh, this, you know, this release has something to do with that and so forth. Yeah, but you know, in my
2: mind, testing just gets you about halfway there because you may know, okay, I've got a good setup or I've got this, 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 but when you start running a race with a full field or at least now there most of them are over at least 30 cars and after 100 laps your setup is going to be different because if you're not changing it to try to i don't know uh, compete with the track change for the rubbering in and everything else then you either had a really good setup or you're kind of getting yourself out to lunch because like Carlos said, nine times out of 10, we are changing things. From about the first caution on. Yep.
3: All right.
1: So I hope, uh, I did a good job explaining that I probably missed it somewhere along the way, uh, but that's a pretty complex little story. That whole thing, how it all came down. All right, what do you got next?
2: Uh, let's see here, uh, USA. Uh, oh. Yeah, the setup.
1: From and. Uh, yeah, yeah, you caught was, those, didn't you, Carlos?
3: Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yeah, I did.
1: <laughs> they made
0: certainly made a difference at that track. And what was it? The super late.
1: Yeah, dirt super late model. Yeah, Tyler but, Hudson put up his uh, setup, basically. What I
0: did was I took those sets and threw it into all three late models, and it seems to load. You just got to tweak, like, the gearing. Like the super
3: late, you got to have a lower gear. But, you know, throw it in the pro late model and it works.
0: And, you know, somebody actually asked that here in the forum. They are the setups compatible? you know, across the board. And I don't know what made me try this, but
3: I just said, hmm, I wonder if it'll work. Sure enough, it did.
1: So what do you think? Is that better than the fix?
0: Well, I picked up like three tenths like that. Wow. Oh, well, this was over another set that I... Well, over another set that I had. It was about one tenth quicker, but... Yeah, you know, that set wasn't bad either. It just didn't have the same... It's just, it just didn't want to rotate like this one does
1: so tyler hudson obviously a good driver you know he has credential works for iRacing, racing post his best setup his undefeated setup for the dirt super late model why in the world would they not just set these as the fixed setup i don't know it was,
0: i don't know it was good though that tyler was able to do that
2: i mean oh. Do you think anybody can get in Tyler's setup and go that fast, though?
0: Oh, there's a few that can get in there and improve over what they had.
2: No, but what I'm saying is, is you know, this, this has only been out, what, two weeks? Right? The dirt? Oh, yeah. All right. So I think they ought to make the setups probably as easy to drive with the fix and then let you figure out what you need for the opens. To make it fast yeah yeah just give you a starting point because i'll be honest with you the first day i tried a super late all i could do was fishtail and that made it really difficult and it made me really not want to do it that much now the sprint cars and the the street stock thing i i, I liked them but uh i like people sending in setups like this to try to help us along because I don't think I'm a dirt racer. It's fun, but I don't think I'm a dirt racer.
0: I think his idea behind this was trying to get more participation. Cause after that first week participation dropped just like that. Cause most people are either driving the sprint car or, you know, the rookie cars.
2: Yeah. And the other thing that keeps me from entering a lot of dirt races is the fact that, uh, I'm going to kill my IR doing it. Oh yeah. And home. There, there's, there's no way around that, so if I want to sit here and go, okay, I've got next week a few extra days off, and I want to run a bunch of dirt races, oh. uh, I could lose 500 I-rating like that, and it's I-rating is too hard to do. I really, really, really wish they would make it a its own you entity. You
0: know the 7th place finish I got the other day, 8th place? What was that when I was doing that super late? Seven. I lost 30 I-rating for that it's because I was the two-card.
1: Yeah, I have I raced uh, two official races so far on dirt, and I lost like 160 I-rating over both of those.
0: Yeah, it's about what I lost total, it was about 160. I gained some in one, and I lost then every single other one.
1: So, there's been debate. I'm glad you brought this up, because th- this is a topic I wanted to kind of cover, was, you know, there's been debate on the forum about this dirt license, the missing dirt license, and... Some people are saying, man, they should have waited until they had it in place before they released everything, you know. So we don't, you know, mess up IR, our oval, you know, IR.
0: Or until they get it, have it not count. You know? Right. Have safety rating count, but not, not the IR rating.
1: Make it unofficial until the license comes out.
0: Or make it official like the Blanc pain series, the Endurance. LIR at stake, but safety rating is and hopefully that'll get people to drive a little more careful, but you really, even if you hit each other, all race long and dirt, you're not racking up that much I or safety rating, you're not losing that much just because the incidents I went through a race where my car was beat to all hell and only got 2x the entire race Yeah So keep safety rating, I guess but get, for now, just turn I rating off until they get a separate license
3: yeah, I agree.
0: Could I probably be running every dirt r- race around the clock if I could? Right, right.
2: I probably would too.
0: But-
1: and, and it's funny how they're sitting there on IRacing wondering, "Well, why does the participation drop after the first week?" Well, because everybody lost two hundred IRating and they don't want to lose any more. That's why.
0: Another problem I have is the fields are way too tiny. I mean, 15 cars. At least put it to 20. I'll be happy with that. But 15 cars, if you finish like 7th or 8th, you lose high rating.
1: Right. Yeah, why not have, you know, a bunch of cars? What do you think about the three of Barras start?
0: <laughs> that would be a nightmare out here. Don't, don't even think about it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Two's bad enough. Well,
0: I can barely restart straight, you know, a car. They just want to jerk themselves to one direction once you touch the gas. Especially that Sprint guy, the 410. He just it just wants to pick up the front wheels.
3: That's one thing I'm still getting used to is it starts on that car.
2: Yeah, I've ran two official races and I've lost over 80 I rating. So between that and my reckoning in the NIS, uh, I'm just kind of taking a break. I'm doing a lot of practicing but no racing.
1: Yeah, I've been doing a little bit of hosting. I've got a $5 in iRacing credit and I've hosted two or three races. Uh, Brian Reeves and I the other night hosted up one. It was pretty fun. We we had a good time. Uh, so, yeah, maybe more of that coming this week. Uh, let's jump into the next one. Um, Dale Earnhardt Jr. tweeted up on the Twitter. Heck yeah. Um, somebody just said, uh, they questioned him. Hey, have you considered a return to iRacing now that dirt is out? And he said, heck yeah. Just need a couple days at home to get my rig up to date. Looks awesome to me, but been too busy to get a look.
0: Wonder if Major's gonna do it too. I've seen him a few times on here, but
3: never really in dirt.
1: Yeah, he he's around usually in the off season. But not usually in season. But it is an off week this uh, week in NASCAR. so.
0: forgot who told me was it was. I think talked
3: about this little Twitter post. What's oh. that? Oh, just the junior coming back to everything.
1: Well, it'd be big for us. And I'm sure it draw more people into it. I mean, that's how I heard of. Now iRacing racing was through NASCAR and I think specifically, maybe even through Dale jr. I think I that's know. how I first heard about it was that, I don't even know
3: how I found this.
1: So when he just Twittered that just the other day, some other person that was like me, you know, Hey, they saw that for the first time. That's first thing they've been, first time they've been exposed to it. There's gotta be somebody out there like that and are thinking, okay, I'm gonna try that. If juniors wants to do it on his
3: off
2: time, it sure must be worth doing. Well, you see that all the time though on some of these uh, these live feeds. You see people like, "Is this real?" and "How do I do this?" So, you know,
0: juniors just go to like Larson's house or any other younger driver. Say, "Hey, let me let me try this real quick." Yeah. Get on their rig. I'm
1: sure he knows somebody with a rig, like TJ.
0: I think Logano has one, too. Pretty nice little thing, little rig that he's got. I think he has one of those MPI wheels. Yeah, have the real steering wheel, but with the sim wheel. I don't know what he used. I saw a video a couple years ago.
3: Yeah. All right, what's next?
2: Uh, let's see here. Sprint car and NASCAR racer uh, Christopher Bell helping us get up to speed at iRacing on dirt track expansion in this video. Uh, it's it's pretty cool little video because he explains a whole lot of
1: things about how to run the tracks, like run down at the bottom, you know, but then eventually you have to go to the top as the track wears out and stuff like that. Yeah, and and you know, I, maybe I just don't watch World of
2: Outlaws enough, but he was showing like in the 410, like I, I kind of thought the idea was to go in there and sling that son of a gun sideways and then shoot off the turn, and he explained that the fast way around is just to turn the wheel a little bit, less turn equals more speed, and he was right.
0: <laughs> Ain't that the truth?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean... Even more
0: true in the three sixty. Yeah. Because there's less power. You gotta like I gave Matt a set yesterday that he ran in that spring car. And it was not very good on a you know, sticky tanky track. Because it was just too tight, but it was it was to the point where you could throw it in there and you're turning left. It looks like an oval car going through there, you know, not really not turning right very much, just another Which just to, hooked up. Yeah, just enough to correct the car a little bit because it does get sad because it's dirt, but you're really turning more left than you should be. Even, you know, he was there at the end of the race, he was running laps comparable with the leader, and that was someone like Timmy Hill, and uh, I forgot who else was in there. Another top high rated driver. Yeah, he was running lap times comparative in the 360, and, well that says actually to the point you can throw it on the groove where it's slick and it'll still stick. I mean, you can still drive it through there. Obviously, you got to counter more, but you can drive it through the slick patch. Yeah, I mean... So, again, it came down to a setup.
2: I thought it was really uh, uh, cool that he put this out and kind of taught me what you should and shouldn't do, because I sure as crap was doing what you shouldn't do. (laughs) It was fun doing it,
1: but it wasn't fast. Yeah, this is a great way to learn how to dirt race. This is on uh, OneDirt.com
0: Alright, see, I don't know where I tested the 410 earlier. I think it was Eldor. Not Eldor. It was USA. I think that's where they're at this week. And the groove was on the bottom, like, next to the inside wall. Through yeah. both 1 and 2, 3 and 4. And so many people get running it. In fact, it became completely useless. And this is from first groove, all the way at the bottom, all the way to, I think, one lane to the outside wall. So you had to run that close to the wall to get fast. It's kind yeah, of fun, he,
1: though. Yeah, he mentioned that in the video, I think, too. He said you just got to be careful up there because it's so easy to get into the wall. It's a little yep. flatter.
0: So it went up there, and it's so much easier to get up next to the wall in a spring car compared to a late model. But going up there, uh, you can actually hear a scrape. I think the tire hit the wall a little bit, and I wasn't sure because I kept going through the corner like nothing happened, but I heard a little scrape sound. So that's getting there.
3: That's getting close. It's probably your Nerf bars. And then I pancaked the wall the next slide.
1: Pretty cool. Yeah, check that out. OneDirt.com uh, Next up, hardware uh nvidia announced their new titan xp and yes it is called titan xp and you'll say oh don't they already have a card name name that yeah they did like the
0: third titan
1: yeah so it's their new new titan xp uh it steals the performance crown now from the gtx 1080 ti and so we got a new big boy on the block as far as uh, video cards go, and it's called the Titan XP from NVIDIA. It's got a 547 gigab- uh, gigabytes per seconds of memory bandwidth. That's unreal.
3: What's the price of this thing? Twelve hundred. Yeah, twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, that's Uh unreal too.
0: Depends on how much more it beats out the 1080 Ti then.
1: They haven't tested it. Uh, This is an article put out by PCWorld.com. They stated that they haven't tested it. They're just going off of uh, the release uh, uh, information from the company.
0: Oh, I can barely
3: afford my 1070. What's a 1080 go for? I
2: don't know. Was it, 600
3: bucks? 70 something,
2: yeah, and that's still a whopper card there, but about half the price.
0: On well, me, I found my problem with my not really that my GPU is the issue, it's my processor that I've been having frame rate issues with, right? Yeah, you know, I have a it's a four core i7 4790 something or whatever, but they have eight threads, so technically, it's, it seems like eight cores. But if one of those, any one of them, if any one of those uh, maxes out, it'll start to bring down your performance. Took me weeks to figure this out, and I looked, put up a graph there, and it shows the first core maxed out. I don't know why it's not using all across the whole thing, but that's what my issue's been.
1: Any fix? Huh? Is there a fix, or
0: what? I don't know. I'm just probably going to... Try to overclock it and see if that gives me some more
3: headroom.
1: So the final uh, sentence here from PC World is, uh, so gamers who want top-of-the-line graphics performance at a high but not outright ludicrous price will probably want to stick with the GTX 1080 Ti.
3: And even that's only if you're,
0: like, you know, have three screens at... Anything above 1080p.
1: Yeah. They really need that's, that. that's a pretty high-end card to begin with. That's what you're saying.
0: I don't know how it would be for, like, uh, people who do a lot of video editing.
3: But when it comes to that, the software also has to be able to support those kind of, you know, technology.
1: Okay. What do you got next?
2: Uh, let's see here. Simbility came up with a, uh, genius idea of using a piece of pipe between the wheel base and a G 27 or a T 300 wheel rim. And the reason they were doing this was, uh, to get your steering wheel mounted lower so they could come up with a more realistic dash. And I guess it's, it, it from some of the pictures showing, it's putting your... Uh, it's a steering basic, wheel
1: base. It's like, get it out of the way, is what they're doing.
2: Yeah, so that they can put other things around their dash. And it looks like put their uh, monitors even closer to where their wheel is instead of being back some. Right. Because it looks like the steering wheel's
1: just about right up against the screen i saw this article and or this thread and i always wondered why not all the wheels are like this why are they not designed this way because that stupid base is literally in the way it's literally right where the center monitor needs to be
0: yeah my guess is they're trying companies are trying to appeal to a wider range of people people that don't have a dedicated rig yeah just a desk or whatever
1: Just a desk mount, right? Yeah, I think that's what
0: their main reason might be behind that. But it would be cool if they start off and this is like out of the box.
1: Or an option at least, you know. It's kind of neat to have that, you know, one foot extension or foot and a half extension or whatever. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, and you've seen those guys who put the custom uh, dash all underneath their monitors I mean, those are cool builds, but you almost need to do something like this to get your uh, base out of the way.
3: Yeah, when I look at stuff
2: like that, I think those guys are like geniuses because it would be so cool to have a real tax sitting here that worked. But, you know, I, I'm not that smart, I guess.
0: Oh, do you see these people that came up with, like, ridiculous rigs for, like, Euro Truck Simulator and American Truck? uh uh. Oh, yeah, they literally took a seat out of a freaking bus or semi, something similar, you know, in size. <laughs> took all that. I think they took a, what was that, a TH? 8A shifter? AC for Thrustmaster? The and they, like, extended it and put, think, you know, they'll split the gears. And split the range of the, you know, the shifter.
1: Wait, wait, you have 12 gears?
0: Yeah, they did, all, or more. They just went, kind of went crazy and just... Mess with everything you possibly could to get it to look like a similar thing. And there's another one where he literally took the freaking dash out of a real car or truck and slapped it on his desk. And there you go. Yeah, I think I saw that one. There's also another one that did it for a bus
3: simulator of some sort. It has all switches and everything. Yeah, so, these people are really dedicated to this.
1: I know. And there's enough of them. There's always going to be people trying cool stuff. and Pretty cool. Pretty cool idea. I just thought we'd talk about that. Next up, Real Life Racing. Uh, guess what? Ty Majeski wins again. And uh, another short track win for him. Uh, and I wanted to take a minute and, and just do some commentary here. I would love to see John Henry do like Gene Haas did with Kyle, uh, Kurt Busch. Pick the boy up and, and use iRacing as a sponsor. And, and John Henry, I know he's got a lot of money and I hope he would be up to the idea, but he does own half of Roush Fenway Racing. And, you know, he owns iRacing. So why not put those two things together? Much like Gene Haas did with Haas Automation and Kurt Busch because they didn't have a sponsor, but, hey, the kid can drive. Let's put him in a car, you know? This is the <laughs> same situation.
0: I was going to say, they better do it soon, since Roush is pretty much up there again. They're finally competitive once you know, once again.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, is, uh, you know, Trevor Bain or, you know, Junior, you know, Stenhouse Junior, are they somehow, like, going to be the future of Roush ra- Racing? No, um, Ty Majewski is. Put yeah, him in the car.
0: I'd replace uh, Bane with Majeski. He Stenhouse there. He, he shows promises every now and then, but Bane? I don't know about him.
1: Yeah, they need to replace Bane and put Majeski in the car. thats You're absolutely right. Leave Bane mm-hmm. there to coach him. But this is the future of Roush Fenway. They need to take a a hold of this.
0: We'll see how he does here in Iowa. And that'll be the sign there whether, you
1: know, if he does good, they'll
0: probably throw him into a higher ride or maybe a full-time ride in Xfinity.
1: Yep.
2: Yep, it could happen. Hopefully. But really, to be honest with you, uh, Roush hadn't done crap in a long time. But here recently... Bain and and uh, Stenhouse are finishing decent. I mean, they they have their mistakes, but they're finishing decent. Um, I, what did they do? Find out that if you adjust the rear cambers, you go faster. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> That's my joke for the day.
0: I don't know. Yeah. Have you notice at Texas so, how many uh, different names that were really fast? You know, because of the repave, yeah. yeah Michael McDowell up there. Chris Busher yeah. doing pretty well, and hell, I was hoping Ryan Blaney could have won that race that Sunday, but that didn't work out.
1: He was looking good for the first two-thirds of the race. Yeah. Yeah, they have speed now. They
2: just, they've just got to finish it off, but they, they do have speed. It may not be, like, the top four teams, but they do have speed. And and to be honest with you, it kind of looked like that uh, Gibbs was out to lunch this this week. I think their highest finisher was
1: in the teens. I know that's scary for Kyle Bush, uh, Denny Hamlin, those guys. Man, you kind of expect that with uh, Suarez, Swervin Suarez, but not the other guys.
3: Yeah. I well, think as far as problem is, he just got thrown into a cup car too quickly.
1: I just think the timing is right. Uh, you know, if John Henry, if you listen to this, boy, why don't you sponsor this boy in cup? Let's see him take the jump. Bring back the 16 car, you know, let's put him in a third car. Could do that. iRacing's got the big push with dirt right now, and... and uh, You know, to get some more exposure for that, you know, it'd be good to put him in a cup car, you know, and, uh, you know, we don't have a charter for him over there at Roush Fenway because they leased it out, but, uh, we all know Ty Majewski can qualify. So you'll be able to get in the field on, on queues probably.
2: Yeah. And there's been a few races this year that they've only had 39. They haven't had 40 cars.
1: Right. So that's probably not even an issue.
2: Right.
0: Especially Xfinity too, there's really, you can throw him as a full car, you know, full-time ride and still be able to make races.
1: Well, and he makes you wonder, does he have the money to really do it? You know, how much does it cost to run a cup car? Is it like 15 million now or something? Um, you know, Gene Haas has a lot of money, but so does John Henry. I wonder, you know, who's the big boy on the block?
3: And again, I don't think cup
0: cars are that expensive, or any of the NASCAR vehicles are. But it's more what the research and development you gotta pay all the people to work on the cars. It's how much? Yeah, you're pretty much right about the. What was it? Fifty million said. Yeah. Yeah, it is probably an approximate.
3: Still, way cheaper than F1. Oh yeah.
1: Well, if they want to save Rosh Fenway, I mean, yeah, they're running good right now, but. They've really been on a decline This seems like the right time and Try something Right yeah, And
0: throw in a new guy and see, You know if he does good There's your future there. All right
1: there Alright what's next Final topic
2: uh, Let's see here Post on uh, The forum from Sean M. Ryan uh, It says Just completed a, a B Oval Open race and the iRacing racing spotter never spoke a word during the, during the entire race. Uh, he even exited out during his first pit stop to verify that the spotter was enabled. Said it was definitely scary without running for we're not running without a spotter for sure. Uh, I myself have never had that happen, but I've had other people during the race say that their spotter is not working. Yeah, this has happened to me
0: this is not those geniuses on dirt that are purposely running without it and then take you out and then blame it on you
1: and i think this happened to me last week i had wrecked out i had an engine repair i went and was watching one of my teammates run and then when i got back in the car after the repairs i had no spotter ah okay so David Tucker posted up on this thread. He's from iRacing, and his quote is, "I'm stumped." So iRacing doesn't have a fix for this right now. And um, and another thread I saw, they were actually looking for recreation steps. You know, how how does this happen? What were you doing when it happened? And uh, there, a lot of people posted up. It happens during team events, you know, where different people are sharing the same car. It seems to happen often there, but like I just said, I experienced it in a regular event as well, and so uh, I think they're still trying to figure that out. So um...
3: I've only had that happen a couple times
0: where I lost spotter. It was no big deal, but I'd rather have it than not.
1: Right, you're used to it. Well, now, have you guys tried the new. Have you tried the new spotter packs?
2: Oh, not yet. What all do they have? I've still got the Chad Canals thing.
1: I tried them briefly, uh, the two new ones. Uh, One of them is, uh, what's the guy's name? Some British IndyCar driver who's now a regular spotter in the IndyCar series, I think for Sebastian Bourdais. I forget his name. As
0: do (laughs) I? like right there, but I can't figure it out.
1: <laughs> he used to drive for Target, Chip, Chip Uh Anyway, he's one of them. And then there's some other guy as well. I don't know who that is. I didn't like them. I thought they were kind of sparse. Um, so I went back to the Jimmy Johnson cuss pack, actually.
0: Yeah, I should try those spider packs, then. Eh? Because I really... I yeah, just want to know who's there, and that's it. I don't want to hear anything else.
1: Well, you should try those new ones, then.
0: There's like... So who was it? Or oh, if you listen to Radioactive in Martinsville, I think it was Dale Jr.'s TJ Majors was talking to him, or somebody was, spotter, and he said something like, are oh, you turning good? there." Jr. was getting furious about that. He said, you don't need to tell me what I'm doing. Just tell me when someone's there or something like that. Because he's ready, you know, when they key up the mic, he's ready for action, you know, something's about to happen around him.
3: Yeah, too much information. Alright, okay. let's uh jump into final thoughts. Uh Carlos, what do you got? Oh, I don't know. It's off week. What I are you guess. gonna do from off week? Probably lose my I rating. Yeah. And you probably know why. Well, there's our title. Yeah, yeah. What, gonna lose i rating? Yeah. Probably gonna lose my i rating. There you go.
1: All right, Brad Miller, final thought.
2: Uh, along the same lines, uh, iRacing needs to get dirt its own license. I want to go out there and have fun with everybody else without uh, sabotaging my oval license.
1: Yeah, I have to be the third person to agree with that.
0: All right, go back to my final thought again. About the Nurburgring 24 It's coming up
1: here in a week oh, or yeah. two.
0: And uh, let's see, I think Meme and Colton and Jason K. Miller are gonna, are trying to get a team together to run that with uh, the Audi.
3: And apparently a lot of my backups have bailed on me, so so if anyone's interested, just, just you know, contact us.
1: There you go. Here's your chance to get on uh, one of these teams. Uh not a lot of interest from our team on this particular race,
0: huh? I don't think the way Colton's speaking, we're, he wants to tie the roam of four or five drivers for a 24 hour race at one of the hardest tracks out there. I mean, yeah, I'm ready for to, it. I'm up for it. It's just kind of hard.
1: I'd try to get a couple more guys than that.
0: No, I think. Was it Brian? No. It was, yeah, it was Brian. I think he only ran four people for Daytona. I know. Me and him were set to do the just me and him for the
3: Sebring twelve hours. Oh well, that's just throwing it out there. Yep,
1: that's the next big event. Uh, twenty four hour race. Wow. Uh, my final thoughts. Uh, off week. It's Easter. Um, I have some time off this week. Actually. And just like the other guy said, I'd probably be racing every hour in the official series if I had a separate dirt license, but guess what? I'm not gonna, I'm going to have to spend my own money and probably host a session or I'm going to have to go into some practice to get my dirt fix. And that's why participation is down. Tyler Hudson was wondering why did participation go down in dirt so quick? Well, duh! I mean, it's so obvious. They, you know, I think they probably should have waited till they had it ready before they released it. Because now you got a lot of people who've tried dirt, and now you got a lot of people who are not running dirt because of this reason. Um, and in the long run, is that really the best way to roll this thing out? Probably not. But they did get it done, you know, one year after they announced it. And that's, you know, you got to be impressed with that. They did put something out and yes, it does work and yes, it works well, but it's not a whole package, you know, and, and everyone's obviously missing that, that dirt license. So, yep. That's going to be it this week. Uh, looking forward to Bristol after that. I mean, what do you guys think we got for Bristol? Do we need to be working on a set?
3: (laughs) No, absolutely. Starting with the
1: fixed. Start with the fixed. That's what I'm doing.
0: I haven't been able to get last week's to work. At least me and Matt did some testing yesterday. Just like 15 minutes each.
1: Yeah. And I want to do some testing maybe today as well. Later tonight. Got two weeks to
0: figure it
3: out.
1: All right. With that, we'll see you later.
0: Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us at our YouTube channel at iRacers Lounge. Follow on Twitter and Facebook at iRacers Lounge and SoundCloud at iRacers Lounge. See you on the track.